I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the reel. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Martin Luther King Jr. here on Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I am Son Edom, your host, and this is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff that's been stepped in so you don't have to. And on this show, we're going to talk about raising your standard, raising your standard in life. There, Martin Luther King talking about if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper. If you're going to be whatever it is, be the best person ever in your world. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about raising the standard, raising your standard. And so what are some of the ways that we can raise our standards or what are some areas in life? You know, we often think about various stages of life that we're in. You know, some stages of life, we might be younger and we're more ambitious and we take chances and we have dreams and goals in life. But then as life goes along, we start to maybe alter those dreams, those visions, those goals, because life dictates to us sometimes what we can and can't do. Maybe families come along, and so that kind of changes some things, or maybe uh, the job market kind of takes a turn, or the economy, or a pandemic, and something comes in and starts to mess a little bit with what you've got and what you've got going on. But then we start to look and see, okay, these are just obstacles and hurdles that we have to come over. Some of them are good. Maybe they're not obstacles, maybe they're hurdles, maybe they're just uh, the way life goes when you bring extra people into your life. You know, it's a good thing, but it's a part of going after life and achieving things that you want to achieve. And then there's other areas of, of life where, you know, we want to sit and maybe do we compromise in certain areas, you know? And so when we talk about areas to raise standards, some of the areas that we... Maybe we should raise our standards, maybe not compromise so much in what we want and in our beliefs and, and our desires and our dreams. And one could be health. You know, we just went through a pandemic, a lot of people struggling with mental health issues, uh, a lot of people struggling with uh, weight issues and fitness issues. Gyms have been closed. We've been encouraged to stay indoors. We've been encouraged not to do things outside because of the coronavirus. And so maybe our health has gotten away from where we want it to be. And so maybe we say, okay, that's okay. You know, it's okay that I gain some weight. It's okay. I'm going to uh, be a little bit heavier, be a little bit out of shape as I move forward in life. But is that the standard that we want to raise? Maybe we want to get back to that pre-pandemic health that we were in, that fitness level, that weight loss level. So are we going to sacrifice our standards and just be complacent with what life has dealt us? Maybe work. Like I said, when we start out young, we get these entry-level jobs and we're gung-ho 
and we want to get that ultimate dream job that we all strive for. But then it takes a little bit longer to get there. And so we get into a pretty good condition or a pretty good situation with a job. And we're like, you know what? This is comfortable. This is nice. It's not bad. I could see myself staying here forever. And that's good. But did you lower your standards, lower your expectations on life and not get to the point where you got your dream job or your dream career or the situation that you wanted, maybe your own business, but you decided to lower the bar and stay comfy in that job. Again, that's not bad, but again, are we raising the standards? How about relationships? This is probably the biggest one where we will sit and maybe lower our standards because we don't think anybody can fit to it. We don't think anybody can rise up to the person that we want. Maybe it's uh, in our family situation. Maybe our family relationships start to change over the years and they're not what we thought they would be. In-laws and outlaws start coming into our lives and we have to deal with them. What about just friends, friends that come and go, work friends, lifelong friends? You know, if you've been friends with somebody for a long time, maybe they change. Maybe you've changed. Maybe political opinions have changed. And so because of that, things start to alter in your relationship and you start to realize that, wait a minute, my standards are not being met in the people I want around me. So do I lower those standards so that I can stay friends with people or do I keep my standards high? What about our love life? Obviously, that's the big one where a lot of people say, well, you've got your standards too high. You can never find somebody to meet those standards. So are you going to lower your standards so that you bring somebody into your life that isn't exactly what you want? And if you're dealing with people at a lower level than what you really wanted, maybe that person that you're dating isn't exactly the person that you wanted or thought that person would be, or maybe they don't do the things that you wanted to do, or maybe they just don't have the beliefs and the ideology about life that you did, maybe relationships, maybe long-term. And so we lower ourselves so that we can meet those lower standards. They're not bad standards, but maybe they're just lower because we've lowered the bar because we don't want to be alone. We'd rather be with somebody, maybe for wrong reasons, than be alone for the right reasons. And then what about money? You know, we sit there and we invest our money. We work hard in our careers and our jobs. And so we have money. Do we save it? Are we investing it? Are we getting a return on the money that we get? Are we squandering it and spending it? What's our standard for money? What's our standard for giving away money? A lot of people talk about, you know, there's a lot of homeless people here in Los Angeles and other places around the world. And, and we talk about giving money away and, and that's fine. That's your business. But one of the biggest things I hear from people, they say, I don't want to give a homeless person money because they're going to use it on drugs and alcohol. Okay. That's your choice. And that's fine. But maybe a standard is, okay, I'm going to read this situation and give accordingly. There's been many times where I've thought, well, I don't know if I want to give somebody something, but then again, what they do with it is their decision. And so my decision comes down to if they really need it, it's better to give it to them than not needing it. And so one time I remember I was outside of a fast food restaurant, went through the drive through Oftentimes I don't have cash on me, but this time I had some change from the exchange at the drive through And we all know what happens when you go to the drive through and so there was a person outside, so I gave him a couple bucks that I had, and he ran inside and got some food. And so to me, that was a lesson learned. Don't always assume that the person that's asking for something is going to do something bad with it. But what do we do with our money, with our investments, our charity? Do we lower our standards, or do we want our standards to be high? Do we raise the bar? And if we're living at one standard level, 
and we want to raise it, what do we do to get there? What about our hobbies? Do we take time for hobbies? Do we sit around and think, you know, I've always wanted to, to do something in life, have a hobby, maybe it's model cars, maybe it's uh, baseball card collecting, I don't know, maybe it's sit and play uh, Call of Duty for hours on the weekend, whatever your hobby is, maybe it's doing a podcast. And so that's what you want to do. But where's the bar? Are you going to raise the standard so that whatever it is you do in that hobby, that you make that best model car, that your podcast is the best, that you, I guess, kill the most people on Call of Duty? I don't know. And so where's that bar in your hobby? What about ourselves? The biggest thing that we lack sometimes is raising the bar for ourselves. We expect more out of ourselves, but we're too complacent. And so we just set the bar low. What if we want to raise the standards on who we are, raise the standards on how we think, how we act, maybe our character. We want to raise the the standard on our character and how other people see us and how we react in adverse situations, maybe our personality. Maybe we're too much of a fuddy-duddy. We want to be a little bit more outgoing. Maybe we're too much of an introvert. Or maybe we go out too much, and because we go out too much, we spend too much money from that hard work that we've done all week, and so we want to raise the bar on ourselves, maybe go out less. Or if we do go out, go do something different that's not spending so much money. Maybe our mindset. You know, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about the champion mindset. You might recall this from... Ray Lewis, when he was talking about a mindset of a champion. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, the elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheetah. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does a lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch. An elephant thinks run. (laughs) And it's all mentality. Because when a male lion walks up, he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas. But I'm king of my jungle because of my mentality. So we want to change our mindset. We want to raise the bar, raise the standard on our mindset. How do we do that? How do we go from somebody who is being devoured by a pack of hyenas to the one that devours the pack of hyenas? How do we walk around confident enough to know that we're king of our jungle? How do we change that? How do we raise that standard? And then maybe we just want to raise the standard of the choices we make, better choices. Maybe we're not making the best of choices. Maybe they're not bad choices, but, you know, we all have goals. We all have wants. We all have things in life that we want to achieve. And so if we're not getting those, do we have to make different choices? And how do we raise the standard of the choices that we make? Those are some of the things that we're going to discuss over the course of this next hour. And as we get into the conversation, I think the first thing is, you know, defining success. What is success to you? Where's that success level? What is it that defines success in you? And we're not talking about the definition, the Webster's Dictionary definition of success. We're just talking about what do you consider success? And do you accept the lowest level 
of what is defined as success. Now, you might be asking, I don't really know what you're talking about. Well, let me put it into a perspective for you that maybe will help you understand. In school, we all dreaded test-taking, turning in reports, things like that, because we weren't sure what kind of grades we were going to get, right? It's the grade standard. And when you look at the grade standard in school, you had A, B, C, D, F. Not sure what happened to E, but A, B, C, D, F, right? So A was the highest standard. If you got an A, maybe an A+, plus, you did the best. If you got a B, you were what, above average? C was average, so that was the, I guess, the marker for success. The standard bearer for success was a C. If you got a C, you passed. If you got a D in high school, you weren't doing so well, and of course, F is failure. And so we look at that C, and we say, okay, that's the the minimum level of success. That's the standard, the C. If I get a C, then I did okay. I remember uh, taking Algebra two in high school. Well, I started out with Algebra 1, and I got a C. Hey, C in Algebra. When numbers become letters, I became uninterested. But I got a C. I took Algebra 2. Algebra 2 is more advanced than Algebra 1. I got a C. I consider that a success because I got the same grade in the harder class than I did in the easier class, but the class was harder, so therefore I figured success was greater. But my standard wasn't really high because I lacked interest. But that was okay with me. But it was that C. You look at it and everyone's like, okay, you passed. You have a moderate level of success. It's the minimum standard for success. So is that what we do in life? Is that what we look for, that minimum standard, that C standard? Are we living a C life, maybe a C plus? Or if you're in computers, a C plus plus? Or do we want to do something a little bit more, work a little bit harder. How much effort do you put into that C-level success? Is it a lot? Or are you achieving C-level success by doing the bare minimum? That's okay. It's up to you. But how do we raise the standard? What if we put in a little bit more work? Maybe we studied a little bit harder in high school. Maybe we got a tutor, and we tutored maybe once a week, and now we got a B. Now our standard of success went up and people encourage us and they're like, hey, you went from a C to a B, congratulations. All of a sudden there's accolades. And then we go from a B to an A, that's even better. And then we get on the honor roll and we're just doing a little bit more, a little bit more and a little bit more. We're raising that standard and the next thing you know, we're graduating with honors because we raised the bar and we went after it. And so how much effort are you putting in to what level of success you want to achieve, and what if you put in a little bit more? How much more success, how much more standards, higher standards would you achieve? So here's something that I heard, and I thought it was interesting because a lot of times when it comes to raising the standard, raising the bar, it comes down to what we think other people think of us. Teachers tell us we can do better. Counselors tell us we can do better. Bosses tell us we can do better. Spouses or relationships, the other side tells us we can do better. Parents tell us we can do better. That's their job. But they tell us we can do better. So it's always information coming from the outside in, right? Well, here's maybe a, a different twist on that. You owe it to yourself to be great. You owe it to yourself. Some say they're selfish. 
Some might say they owe it to their family to be there for them. Let me tell you something. You owe it to your family to set an example. An example of someone who lives the life they want to live. A strong example of a strong human being. You owe it to everyone you love to set an example of what a great life looks like. So they can follow in your footsteps. Settling for less, it stops with you. Accepting average, it stops with you. Strength, courage, determination, and a beautiful life, that starts with you. You can't help anyone until you help yourself. And when you make you strong, that strength will spill over to everyone else. They will be inspired by you. They will follow your example. Some say to focus on yourself is selfish. I say to settle for a mediocre life that you hate, that's selfish. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to raise the standard in your life so that you can achieve the life that you want to have. You owe it to yourself. It's inside you. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks in different forms. But here when we raise the standard, let's raise it for ourselves. Let's do what's best for us. Let's not raise the standard because other people expect it from us. What if we raise the standard? Now we're an example to somebody else. We're an example and we're an inspiration. Now people are looking to us to be inspired. Hey, they were able to do it. They were able to raise their grade. They were able to have a better product at work. They were able to do a better presentation. They were able to invest a little bit better. They were able to get better friends. They were able to take their life and make it better. It's strength. It's courage. It's determination. And then when you raise the standard, you have a beautiful life. Now, the life that you have might be beautiful now. We're not saying the life that you lead now or the life that you live now is bad. We're just talking about raising the standard. What if there's things in life that just aren't where you want it to be? What are you going to do to raise the standard? You're going to have the strength. You're going to have the courage, the determination to get there because what happens? You owe it to yourself. So you do better. Now you're an example. People look to you. And now you're an inspiration because you inspired people to do better. Don't accept the average. Don't accept that C when you know you have it in you. There may be times when a C is great. There might be time when doing average is great. Someone gives you a challenge and you're really not up to it because maybe you don't have the skills or the ability to do it. But they need somebody to do it. They need somebody to just do the job. Many times in radio, you'd hire somebody on the overnights, the weekends, which was the least desirable job, just to keep the station on the air. That's all it was. Didn't require much of anything. Just make sure everything stays on the air. That's all we require of you. Security business. I worked in the security business. Sometimes all it required was somebody to to sit here and just make sure nobody goes through this door. Maybe that's an opportunity where you're thinking to yourself, there's not much to put into it, so C-level success. No one comes into the door, hey, success. Things like that are okay, but what about our lives? What about ourselves? Things that we want to do to improve. Things that we want to do to get better. What are the little things that we're doing? Sometimes we often think about great things. You know, We hear these comments and these, these clips from people that have done great things, athletes, actors, people that have achieved. But what about the littlest things like Martin Luther King Jr. talked about in the show Open? If you're a street sweeper, a garbage man, if you're whatever it is that you do that might not seem to be an important thing in the eyes of society. What I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, 
even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper. Go on out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the rill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Be the best scrub. Be the best trail. It's not the biggest. It's not the brightest. It's not the most shiniest. Be the best, whatever it is that you're doing. Reminds me of a story growing up. We all got together at Grandma and Grandpa's one time for a family get-together. And I was there. My cousins were there. They're a little bit younger. And so my uncle, we were all sitting at the table. And somebody must have spilled something, you know, some food, a chip, bread, whatever, on the floor. And so my uncle picks it up off the floor and eats it. And that obviously gets a response from somebody. How do you eat off the floor, right? The floor is dirty. The floor is unclean. We walk on it with our shoes. You can't eat off the floor. My uncle turned around and told us all that these floors are the cleanest floors you'll ever find because my grandmother spent the time cleaning those floors. And then he did the white glove test, dragged his fingers across the floor and showed us no dirt, no grime, no muck clean floor. She took pride in the fact that her house was clean. She took pride in the fact that when people came over, there was a cleanliness. She was the best floor cleaner, the best house cleaner, something that didn't translate to me, but she took pride in that. My grandfather took pride in mowing the lawn, took pride in pruning the bushes outside. And then I look at my father. He grew up and he had a uh, cleaning business. And so there were times when I was younger that I would help him out. And then when I got into college, it became part of my job where I'd go and clean these accounts. And there were things that we would do that I found out later really went above and beyond. An example, instead of just sweeping the floor outside where all the kids would eat, we'd had to hose it down every night. And one time the principal came to me and said, why do you guys do all this? All this extra kind of stuff that A, is in the contract, and B, he's never seen from all the schools that he was a part of, the schools he would taught at and principal at and things like that. He said, we never saw this extra kind of attention to cleanliness. It was because my father learned from my grandmother to take pride in the work you do. It's the cleanest school that your kid is going to go to. It's the cleanest church sanctuary that you're going to worship in or have your wedding in. It's the cleanest classroom that you're going to sit in that you're going to teach in because there was a pride in the work that you do. And so his pride or his good work became his reputation. And so people were able to look at him and say, this guy, he can clean. His company can clean. There was a standard. He raised the standard. There's no longer that typical or that stereotypical janitor that's after hours. He's the creepy dude running around. No, the business had a standard. Raise the standard of the janitorial business. People came in and things were clean. And so I took that to Iowa. When I got my first job in radio, radio was my passion. So now I'm thinking to myself, okay, here's where I can really apply some of these things that I learned. Talk about raising the standard. 
So my first job is 6 p.m. to midnight in Estherville, Iowa, Northwest Iowa. If you've never been there, don't go. There's nothing there. I'm on the radio. I'm thinking all this great stuff we're going to do. The expectation of the job was this. It was simple. After 6 p.m., nothing happens. Play music. Just make sure the station takes or is on the air and play the music. Maybe you do the 10 o'clock news. Well, you do the 10 o'clock news, but that's really the only thing that you do. Otherwise, play music. And a lot of people would tell me that had that job before me that worked at the station, said they would sit there, maybe they'd doze off or do other things. And so what I decided to do was to create a show. One, I was going to practice my skill and practice my craft because I could. And then two, I was going to do a show because someone out there is listening and they deserve more. Raise the standard. And as I started to do these shows and come up with these different ideas, Gems of the Jukebox was one where I take two songs, play them together, people vote. Nobody ever called, but people listened. I did some other things. And the next thing you know, people were like, why do you do all this? Because when I was on that shift, I just sat there. I just slept. I just did whatever. Raise the standard. And then when I came to L.A., got a job here in Los Angeles at the sports station, and my job was weekends, 4 to midnight. Not much going on. Again, keep the station on the air, play the commercial breaks at the right time. And the right time was when you heard a tone. They send a tone down. You sit there and listen for a tone, a beep, and when you hear that, you press a button. It's all computerized. It was the easiest thing in the world. But on Sundays, especially during football season, that's when I first was really starting to work there, I made sure that I had highlights from every single game so that when the sports team came in in the morning, the update anchor, the show host, they had highlights from every single game and some sound bites from players, some of the key players from the day before. They would never use them all. Maybe they never used them at all. But there was this audio there for them to be able to utilize if they wanted to, raising the standard. And one time the uh, morning sports update guy thanked me for it. He said, you know, I don't use these. I don't use a lot of them because his time is limited. But he loves the idea that he can sit and scroll through what I edited for him so that he can use it. It raised the standard of that shift that I worked, but then it also gave him an opportunity to raise the standard of his sports updates, inspiring, setting the example. And then, of course, when I was in uh, Scott's Bluff, which was between Iowa and Los Angeles, the first week I was there was the sports update guy, and I went and interviewed a coach over the phone, and I took those sound bites from that interview, and I inserted it into my sports updates, and and the boss called me up first week. What are you doing? Uh, what do you mean? I'm, am I doing something wrong? No, this is great stuff. No one's ever done this. No one's thought to call coaches and put their comments on the air like that in a sports update, the actualities as we call them in the business. Raising the standard. To me, that was just doing my job. But to them, it was raising the standard, bringing everybody else, making them increase their productivity, their work. Because again, ultimately, you're putting your name on something. You're putting your name on something that is you. Do you want it to be that C standard, a B standard, A standard, or maybe you don't care. D and F standard is okay. But maybe you want to take that standard, whatever it is that you're at, and you want to get better. How do you do that? What does that entail? Reinvent yourself. Make a commitment to be different. 
Make a commitment to never give up on your goal, your dream life, your vision. Your future self is begging you to make that commitment. Your future self is begging you to stick it out. Reinvent yourself. Because your future self is relying on you. How many times do we hear, if you could go back and tell your 18-year-old self something, what would it be? If you could go back and redo something, what would it be? Well, now as we look to the future and our future selves, why not take care of that now so that we're in the future? We don't have to ask why if we would go back and tell our younger self something, what would it be? I already did that. I invested in my future self. I raised the standard. In fact, what I do now is raising the standard on my future self. So my future self better add up to what I'm doing now and not let me down. Future self, do not let me down because what I'm doing here, I'm putting in the work now. I'm putting in the dedication. I'm putting in the courage. I'm using my strength to get you where you want to be. So don't let me down, future self. I'm reinventing myself. I'm taking myself to the next level. You know, there's a lot of times in the bar business that you have uh, booze, which is considered top shelf. And like a lot of people, I like to go and enjoy a beverage every now and then. It's been a while since we've been able to really do that. And there's uh, what they call top shelf, top shelf booze. Oh, this stuff's good, man. It's top shelf. Well, you know what? Just give me the bottom shelf. Now, people don't refer to it as that, but, you know, that's what it is. So you go and you ask for a drink. So maybe, you know, you want a shot of tequila, so you ask for Don Julio. A lot of people think Don Julio is, like, the best. Or you go in, and it's more expensive, too. And you go in, and you just ask for a shot of tequila, and it's just, ah, give me whatever you want. And so maybe you get a kettle. Kettle one. Lower end. Now, the tequila is the same. As far as the taste, if you're just an average person, that's fine. But some people can taste the subtle differences, and they want that better tasting quality. Maybe you get a mixed drink. I don't know. Let's just say something with vodka in it. So maybe you want Absolute or Grey Goose. Maybe that's top shelf for you. And so what is the ingredients that you're putting in your life? Are they top shelf you know, is it that Juarez tequila that you're putting in? Or is it that McCormick? The bad stuff. What stuff are you putting into your life? The ingredients is, is it top shelf? Because if you're going top shelf, you're raising the standard. If you're okay with that C standard, then maybe you put in some of the, the lesser quality product ingredients into your life. But maybe you want to go top shelf and top shelf is is the way that you're going to raise the standard in your life. Because after all, you're talking about a reputation. When I moved from radio to teaching at the college level, I was teaching radio broadcasting, and students would go through the program, and I would teach several classes in radio, and then pretty soon it would be time for them to get a job. And so I would talk to different people I knew, my connections in the business, and say, hey, you have a job opening? Here, talk to this person. Talk to this person over here. Interview this person. And it got to the point where my reputation, thanks to the kids and their hard work, their dedication, their determination, that they gave me a good reputation, and pretty soon people were hiring others just based on who I recommended. And a lot of them are still in the business. A lot of them are still doing good work. And now they've taken the mantle. And they've raised the bar for other people at those stations to do better. 
Because as we do it, as we raise the standard, as we become the example, as we learn to inspire other people, and we become the inspiration for others, we're raising the standard. We're raising the bar for everybody in society. We're not going to allow for mediocrity. Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, just won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, his seventh Super Bowl title in 10 tries. And someone somewhere, I read, the difference between the Buccaneers before and now was they brought in a winner. They brought in a champion in Brady. And that attracted other things. So Tom Brady, by hiring Tom Brady and giving him a contract, the Buccaneers raised the standard. They raised the standard within their own organization. They raised the standard against the, amongst their own players. And what happens? One year, the Buccaneers go from nothing to Super Bowl champions because they raised the standard. They put the top shelf ingredients together. After Tom Brady came, some others came. And now they have a top shelf program and they win the Super Bowl. And they beat probably over the last two years, arguably one of the better teams in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl last year. They went 14 and, or two years ago, I guess now. And they went 14 and two this past season. Winning team. They've got probably the next Tom Brady, perhaps, on their team. But because the Buccaneers raised the standard and maybe the Chiefs relied on their laurels. Maybe they had that A level because they were the Super Bowl champions. So they, but then the Buccaneers got the A plus. It's the effort, the determination, the courage to go after it, to put in the work. The character defines the success, defines the theme, and it starts right there. Championships aren't won in the theater of the arena. They're won in the thousands of hours in the training room, the labs, and the 5 a.m. runs, and the brainy, whenever else is sleeping. That's when it's won. The Harvard champion is a light switch that's always on. It doesn't go on and off when someone's watching. It's constant. It's how you look at something. If your name's attached to it, then you do it right. The best of your ability every single time. Your name is on it. You're the heart of a champion. The heart of a champion is always on. Your name is attached to something. Raise the standard. Your character tells a lot about you. Raise the standard. If you don't like where it's at, raise the standard. Get those ingredients, those top shelf ingredients into your life so that you can raise the standard and achieve those things because you're reinventing yourself. You're investing in your future self because it's in you. You deserve it. You need to have that heart of a champion always on. Change the mindset. Raise the standard in your mindset. Be the king in your jungle. Be the champion in your life. Be the best whatever it is. Street sweeper, brush, trail, Floor cleaner, school cleaner, radio producer, teacher, police officer, first responder, whatever it is, be the best because your name's attached to it. That's who you are. You will inspire. You'll be the example. Pretty soon we're raising the bar everywhere. How many times do we, well, let's just take a look over the uh, pandemic. We're in California. There's a governor being recalled. A lot of people don't like him right now. Even a lot of people in his party because of how he's handling things. They thought better of themselves. It's not a political statement. It's just people are looking at the way they are living. They were promised vaccines. They were promised economic relief. They were promised things. They're not getting them. They expect more. They're raising the standard. 
And now people who even supported at one time the governor are now thinking maybe we need to have a change. Maybe we need to get him out of office because he's not giving us what we want. They're raising the standard. That's what we got to do. We got to raise the standard. So how do we do that? Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be difficult? Perhaps. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm not really a big fan of him, especially after he became governor. But again, you have to give him credit because of who he became when he was talking about Mr. Universe back in the day. Then he became the movie actor, the star, big-time Hollywood guy, right? Went on to be governor. So how did Arnold Schwarzenegger get to where he was, to where he is? Work your ass off. There is no magic bill. There is no magic out there. You cannot get around. You have to work and work and work. And it drives me crazy when people say they don't have enough time. So it drives me nuts because we have, when people say we don't have the time, we have 24 hours a day. But you can see how much time there is available if you organize your day. So whenever someone said to me, it can't be done, I heard it can be done. When they said no, I heard yes. And when they said it's impossible, I heard it is possible because I am a strong believer you see if you don't have a vision of where you go and if you don't have a goal where you go you drift around and you never end up anywhere it's like you can have the best ship in the world you can have the best airplane in the world if the pilot or the captain doesn't know where to go it would just drift around it would not end up anywhere or most likely in the wrong place imagine the majority of people don't know where they're going I knew where I was going that I'm going to become this bodybuilding champion. Just, I was so relieved. Because when you have a goal, when you have a vision, everything becomes easy. So people always ask me, when they saw me in the gym in the pumping iron days, they said, why is it that you're working out so hard? Five hours a day, six hours a day, and you have always a smile on your face. The others are working out just as hard as you do, and they look sour in the face. Why is that? I told people all the time, I said, because to me, I am shooting for gold. In front of me is the Mr. Universe title. Visualizing your goal and going after it makes it fun. You've got to have a purpose no matter what you do in life. You've got to have a purpose. Impossible is possible. Have a purpose in life and impossible becomes possible. He's working out five, six hours a day. and He's a smile on his face. Everyone else is working out the same, but they've got a soured face, not having fun. I think that's the key thing too is when we reinvent ourselves, do we reinvent the fun in us as well or do we remain that fuddy-duddy? Because we can put in the work, we can put in the determination, the courage, the strength. We can reinvent ourselves. We can lay the groundwork for our future self. But if we don't throw some fun in there, I mentioned it earlier, hobbies. Maybe you want to include a hobby or something fun. So that way, life is fun. It's not just the work that we do. But fun has to be a part of that top-shelf ingredient that we put in to our lives if we want to raise the standard. If you want to be a part of the show, you can give us a call, 626-676-8972, 626-676-8972, and you can share your thoughts with us if you want. But what happens, the, other, the question then becomes, what happens if we lower our standards, because it's the opposite, right? 
It was equal and opposite. So we're talking about raising our standard. But what if we have a high standard already? What happens if we lower our standards? Because there's that conversation too. Remember, you go back to the relationships, the, the dating, the love life. Oh, your standards are too high. You need to lower them. But if you lower your standards, will you feel better? Will you feel better because you're lowering your standards so someone else can fit in? You're bringing yourself down to that C-level so that the other C-level people can feel good about themselves? Does that make you feel better? What about your value and self-worth? Do you lose your value and self-worth? What about self-respect? Again, we're talking about us, not what other people think. We're investing in our future self. We're reinventing ourselves. We're bringing in that top shelf ingredient into our life. So if we lower our standards, how does that correlate to our, our own self-worth, our value? Here's a dollar analogy that I'd like to play. It's, uh, I think it's about three minutes long, but it's really worth it to listen to it and see what you get from it. What is your worth and do you value you? Let me speak to that person that feels like they lost their worth and they value. This is a dollar bill. Now, if I go to the store and there's something for 90 cents, can I buy it with this dollar bill? Okay, all right. So, if I go to the store and there's something for 85 cents and after tax, it ends up being 96 cents, can I buy it with this dollar bill? Okay, all right. So, what if I ball the dollar bill up? Think about it now. Like, I just bought the dollar bill up. Like, so it can't be worth a dollar now. It's probably worth like 95 cents, right? How much do you think it's worth? A dollar. Listen, listen, y'all got to pay attention. I just bought it up. So clearly it's not worth a dollar anymore. All right. All right. So maybe what if I step on it? What if I stomp it? I just stomped it. How much is it worth now? Maybe 65 cents, 68 cents? It's still worth a dollar? Okay, what if I ball it up, what if I stomp on it, and then I put it in the trash can, and it's in here with some trash, and it's around some beer, and some gum, and a bunch of other nasty stuff, and some guy off the street pulls the dollar out, unfolds it, how much is it worth now? Maybe 82 cents? And make, wait, come on, at least 92 cents? It's okay, alright, so what if I ball it up, what if I step on it, what if I put it in trash, and then, watch this, I tear it in half. Think about it now, right? How much is it worth now? A dollar? I could tape it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. I just, I just balled it up. I just stepped on it. I put it in trash. I pulled it out. Then I tore it in half, and you mean to tell me I could pick the dollar up, I could wipe it off, and I could put some tape around it, and it's still worth a dollar? Then why, if this dollar doesn't lose its worth or its value, then why do you feel like you've lost your worth of value? Because many of you feel like you've been stepped on, you feel like you've been pushed aside, you feel like you've been abandoned, you feel like you've been talked about, you feel like you've been abused, like someone took from you, someone hurt you, somebody took advantage of you, and deep down inside your core, you feel like you've lost some of your value. And I am here to tell you today that this dollar still has worth and value 
because there are some men years ago who put value on with this life and said that no matter what happens to it, it can still be taped back together. It can still be wiped off. And I am here to tell you that you were created and you're born and you're here and you have life and you have purpose and you have value. And though you've gone through some hard times and though you've experienced some depression and you might be wanting to hurt yourself and you might want to give up, I am here to tell you you still got worth and value. And there is nothing that can happen that can take your worth and your value away. So what you got to do now is you got to pick yourself up. You got to dust yourself off and you got to keep moving. No matter what happens in life, you've got worth and you've got value. But if you lower your standards, are you devaluing yourself? Remember, we're investing in our future selves. We're reinventing ourselves. We want to go forward, move up, or move away from the C standard, get to the A standard. So if we lower our standards, do we lose value and self-worth, self-respect? If we lower our standards, are we changing our character, who we are? Are we no longer us, no longer you? That's a decision or a question that you have to answer. Maybe not. Just posing the thoughts. How about if we lower our standards? Do we create more problems? We lower our standards in relationships, and now all of a sudden we got to deal with the, the person that we're with because they've got all kinds of baggage, problems, issues. We change jobs. And we went from something that was maybe a little stressful, maybe demanded more of us, but now we've got a job because we went to a lower position that doesn't demand so much of us. But what? Coworkers, the boss, the new boss, what I do is mundane, not challenging. Do we create more problems by lowering our standards? Are we now giving in to the excuses of others if we lower our standards? These people over here don't want to go to the gym. They're flabby and out, out of shape, overweight. That's fine. But you want to be in shape. And so they say they don't want to go to the gym because there's not enough time. Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about in his clip, 24 hours in a day, you don't have 45 minutes to hit the gym or do some exercise. What's your excuse? So now you're giving in to the excuse of others because they're not motivated, determined to reinvent themselves and to invest in themselves. They don't have the courage, the strength to, go, to do it. So now you're just giving in to their excuse, giving in to the excuses of others. Maybe you have a business and you lower your standards so your product or service becomes defective, less wanted. Those top shelf ingredients aren't being put into your product that you put out there. How many times have a product like Coke or Pepsi or some soda changed their formula, reinvented themselves, whatever, but what? We like the original. Maybe they lowered their standards. Maybe you have to look at why you are lowering your standards and ask yourself, do you you want your life to be like that? If I lower my standards, am I going to be like that? And is that how I want to live? Am I going to be like that over there? What's life going to be like if I lower our standards? So maybe we keep our standards high. If we keep our standards high, there might be a consequence. If you truly want more out of life, chances are you're not really going to fit in anywhere. I mean really fit in. Because the majority of people settle for average. And if you don't drop down to their level, there's going to be conflict. They won't like the fact that you are committed to your dreams. 
because it reminds them that they gave up on theirs. There might be a sacrifice that has to be made. They gave up on their dreams, but you don't want to. You want to hit the gym. They don't want to. Maybe you don't hang out with them anymore because you go to the gym. And now you're getting in shape, getting back in shape. You're putting in the extra work at the job, at work. And they're sitting around the water cooler gossiping about all the stuff going on. And now you're starting to get ahead. They don't want to hang out with you anymore because maybe they're jealous. Hopefully, you inspire them, become the example. But there could be the opposite too. And so maybe there is a sacrifice. Maybe we start to lose friends. Maybe we start to change our social circle. How many movies out there have been made where somebody tries to improve themselves and the original group of people, their social circle, mocks them for it, scoffs at it, but then they meet new people in their new circle of environment. The new circle, social circle becomes different. So there might be a sacrifice that has to be made, but we're reinventing ourselves. We're investing in our future self. We're committed because we owe it to ourselves not to accept the average. We want to be the example, raise the standard. We want to inspire others. We want to have that beautiful life. So how do we do that? Hard work. We might have to work harder than anyone else. We might have to sacrifice Give up now, the stuff now, for a later reward. I can't tell you how many times in radio I would work every single holiday out there. I never said no. And I think that was part of the reason why I became successful, because I became someone that they could depend on. I didn't need to go hit the bar and get that top shelf vodka. I went to work. I didn't need to go party with everybody else. I went to work. In fact, when I was 19, I was working as a a disc jockey for a mobile disc jockey company. And the only reason why I wanted to do it really was so that I can get in front of people and talk on the microphone, overcome that fear of speaking in public. It didn't really bother me, but I wanted to just be so comfortable speaking in front of people. And one of the criterias of working for this guy was you were the MC of the weddings. What pressure? Could there be any more pressure than mispronouncing a bride's name? Okay. So that's why I did it. But one of the things he told me when I was young, I was still trying to figure it out. He said, hey, you know what? I see potential in you. You can go and do your thing. Be your, be your kid. Be youthful. And when you're ready, come back. I'll take you back. You can decide. Because right now, it's not really working out. And I understand it because you're 19. And everybody else here is you know, upper 20s and 30s. I get it. No hard feelings. No negative nothing. But for my company, I need to raise the standard. So when you're ready to meet that standard, come back. Next day, I was there ready to meet that standard. I learned a lot, able to do a lot, was able to conquer some of those, not really fears, but some of those anxiety issues and things, you know, because it's always a big deal when you get in front of people. Now I can get in front of people, no big deal, because I raised my standard, because the guy that I worked for raised his standard. So it's hard work. We have to work harder than others. Sacrifice, giving up now for later reward. The commitment, the determination, the dedication. We need to be the example. Being resourceful, we just talked about it. Tom Brady comes to the Buccaneers, wins a Super Bowl in the first year. They made some trades. They were resourceful. In the record business, I just got done watching a slew of Breaking the Band shows. There's all kinds of things in there where they had to be resourceful, think outside the box, be creative. Another one, be creative when you're trying to raise the standard. Think outside that box because remember, you're doing it for yourself. Reward yourself along the way. 
Don't forget to reward yourself along the way. If you've done something good, you met a goal, you've done some criteria, reward yourself. You might lose friendships. You might change your habits. Situations might change. You might take a loss. But in the end, the juice is worth the squeeze. So again, as you look to raise the bar, reinvent yourself, invest in your future self, because you owe it to yourself not to accept the average. Be the example. Be the inspiration for somebody else so that you can have that beautiful life that you've always wanted. Have the strength, the courage, and the determination to make the change. Put the work in. There is no magic pill. The impossible is possible. Be the best person ever, whether it's a street sweeper, whether it's a janitor, whether it's your own business, whether it's cleaning your house, whatever it is, be the best person. Be that best shrub, that trail. doesn't have to be some grand thing, but in your world, in your circle, be the best you, whatever it is you're doing. The best mom, the best dad, the best brother, the best sister, the best caretaker, the best babysitter, the best student, whatever it is, be the best at it. Have the heart of a champion. Have the mindset of a lion. The king of the jungle can attack the packs that come after them. And in the end, when you look at it and it's all said and done, your future self will be grateful. Your future self will thank you for it. And you can have that beautiful life. You can have whatever it is that you want because you raised the bar. You did not settle for that C average. You put the work in, you got the B. You put some more top shelf ingredients in, you got the A. You raise the standard, now life is better. Your future self thanks you for it. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff that's been stepped in so you don't have to. We broadcast live every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Pacific time. That's Los Angeles time. 11 o'clock if you're in the mountain region. Midnight, the witching hour if you're in the central time zone. East Coast, man, you're just barely getting started, 1 a.m. But we're here, RadioWarp.com. We also have phone apps for it. Just go to your app store and search Radio Warp app, W-A-R-P, Radio Warp app, and you can download the app and take it with you on the go. There's all kinds of great music there. There's the podcast. There's other podcasts there as well. Friday night is 80s night. And then we have some other special music throughout the week as well. Instagram. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. YouTube as well, there's Two Steps Ahead Podcast. So you can watch the videos on IGTV and on YouTube. You can listen to the show on demand pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud is the best place to go probably. You can download it and take it with you there, the audio. Um, all you have to do too is if you go to the Instagram page or my Instagram page as well, which is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S, Edom Rocks. If you go to any of those Instagram pages, you can click the link in the bio. It's a link tree thing. A lot of options come up, so all right there. You can click it and go to Radio Warp. You can click and go to YouTube. You can click it and listen to the uh, podcasts just through that link tree link on the bios of our Instagram. If you'd like to uh, email the show, you can, two steps ahead podcast at Gmail. I know it's kind of a, an older school method of doing things, but two steps ahead podcast at Gmail. Or you can just reach out and DM me on, uh, on the Instagram pages. But again, when you go after something, set the standard. Your standard might be different than someone else's, and that's okay. You might raise the standard for yourself. 
and someone else has even a higher standard. That's okay. We're not all made the same. We don't all live in the box. We don't all have the same DNA. We're all individual. We all are as different as snowflakes are. The Midwest and the East just got dumped with feet of snow. And if you were to examine every single snowflake that came down, it's all different. That's what we are. We're different people, different DNA. So we got to take ourselves and look at ourselves, reflect upon ourselves. And then once we determine ourselves what it is that we want, where we want to raise the bar, how we're going to go about doing that, then just do it. You can always reach out to me if you need some encouragement, some advice. I'm not licensed in anything. I just have life experience, things that I've done, thus the highlighting the stuff that's been stepped in so you don't have to, both the successes and the not-so-successes. So you can reach out, Podcast at Gmail, or just DM me at either Podcast on Instagram, T-W-O, or on mine at Rocks E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. Most importantly, though, if you hear only this, take this away from the show. You forgot everything else. You forgot about reinventing yourself, investing in your future self, owing it to yourself. Don't settle for the average C. Go for the B. Go for the A. Put in the strength, the courage, the determination to have a beautiful life. Work hard. Impossible is possible. Be the best street sweeper, according to Martin Luther King. The dollar. You have worth. You have value. No matter what it is that you do, you have worth. You have value. Don't forget that. Even if you accept the C standard, you have worth. You have value. You are no less than anybody else. We're just talking about people that want to raise the bar. No judgments. But if there's anything that you take with you, remember the fun? We mentioned fun. Have fun in there. If there's anything you take with you, remember this. Take your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. Have that beautiful life. Invest in yourself, in your future self. Reinvent yourself, and you will have that beautiful life. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Be kind. Don't be an a-hole. And we'll see you next Tuesday night live, 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on RadioWarp.com.